0: Food is something that's easily relatable to everyone, and it's kind of like a free license in a way.
1: So, I mean, in some cases, we have no choice but to buy them on the secondary market. So
0: if it's so good that you can't tell if it's real or fake, and you buy it, and you have it on your shelf, does it matter? (laughs) Anybody can bootleg anything in a resin. That's not, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I want to see, like, if you're going to take something I made that you think is good enough to take to China and knock it off, or take to a Mexican factory and knock it off, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Like, I hope to yeah. produce something that someone wants to do with that no. one day.
2: Hey, toy family. Welcome to another edition of the Marsham Toy Hour, where we discuss anything and everything designer toys. I'm Gary Hamm. I'm Teresa Hawkins.
0: I'm George Gaspar.
2: Is there a fourth? There's a fourth on the line,
3: too. (laughs) I'm Jessica.
2: Yay! The team's all back together again. It's been summertime. We've all been taking our little family breaks. Teresa got back from visiting family in Florida. I just got back from visiting my brother in Washington. And George, you sneaky little devil, you've been off doing things with Ben. I know one week you said, Gary, I can't join you this week. I'm going to help Ben out at VidCon. And I didn't think to ask you to elaborate what you were doing for Ben and what VidCon was. I just know one day I'm scrolling through an Instagram feed and there you are sitting at a toy geeks behind the counter booth and you're in a behind the counter poster. And uh, a lot of us thought you were kicked off the show with them, George, and here you are doing a uh, VidCon with them and you're in the poster. So George, what's going on? What's, what's with all the secrecy? <laughs> you're, a
3: traitor. you're a traitor to your own kind.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a last minute switcheroo and, um, one of the other guys was is not going to be on the show for a while. He uh, he took some time off, and I'm coming back in to fill the seat. And then uh, VidCon just happened to be at that about same time, so I had to miss last week. And then you were gone, or I guess I missed two weeks ago. And then you were gone last week, so yep. we didn't do a show. And um, but yeah, we we've actually recorded four episodes of Toy Geeks with me back, um, and crap. not and, and zero of them have gone up so far. So. Is that because they, we, the
2: editor was the guy who left, the bearded Jack? I think he was the one that did all the post work, right?
0: Yeah, Jack used to, Jack was doing all the editing, and he's the one that's taking the break. Um, mm-hmm. And we found a new editor, and she was she was all set to do – like we recorded the episodes, and then she went on vacation for three weeks. And I think she got <laughs> back yesterday. So we have all these episodes <laughs> recorded, but she went on vacation, so I don't know when she's going to get to them. I don't know. I'm guessing one may go up this week, possibly. I don't know.
2: Uh, are they time-related? I guess recording four at once would be tough, so are they time-related?
0: Well, it sucks because the first two – we didn't do all four at once. We did two, and then it's like we just fit. We just did two more. So the first two we did, they're going to seem old by now. I mean we did a, we did a little like – um you know a shout out to uh Whitney at Rotofuji and that's going to be long past at this point I guess it it doesn't ever go out of style I mean you can always remember Whitney that's fine you know but it's it's it was meant to be a little more timely than that we're not meaning to dig up old things at that point and I don't want to reopen any kind of wounds if that hurts people's feelings I hope it doesn't I hope people see it as a as a good thing. Hopefully none of the things we talk about. Like I think Toy Geeks has never really been a topical show because they've always kind of recorded two at a time. Uh-huh. So they don't they don't meet up every week and discuss anything topical in that sense. So it's never really a topical show. I mean that's right. – it's more of like a general
2: – General. And, and that's why we tend to be more long form because we are trying to talk like – current events and stuff. And that's what makes guest booking and stuff tricky too. But, but congrats George on being back with, you know, toy geeks behind the counter. I know that's going to make a lot of watchers excited. And I know with this show, people are always asking and wanting more George. So uh, if George is not on this show, he, he, he it really shouldn't change anything. They record on a different night, but if George isn't on the show, uh, you can still get your weekly dose of George over at toy geeks behind the counter. Whenever they decide to air again. <laughs>
1: yes. George, while Gary and I were at five points, they had us record a little intro. So I'm still waiting to see ours get added to the front of a Twiggy's episode.
0: I believe it was it was planned on it. It was I've I've seen the clip. Um, <laughs> it, I, I know we talked about it there. So like. It was uh, it was planned, and I just think once maybe then when the editor gets off their vacation,
2: <laughs> I remember like they caught us while we were sitting down to eat or something, Teresa. So it's kind of a goofy little cliff, I think.
1: Well, and it's bad because I was eating a tater tot and I missed my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you missed your mouth
1: in the video. Yeah, I'm pretty sure unless they cut it. But at the end, after we like said the spiel. Gary said we could go back to, like, we were pretending to go back to eat. So I went to pop a tater tot in my mouth, but I missed my <laughs>
0: mouth. Oh, God. I hope they leave that in. Yeah, I don't
2: remember that. I want to see that.
1: Well, I'm glad you're back to behind the counter, George. I hope you're liking it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I always like doing that stuff. So like on this show we don't really open anything. We just kind of talk toys. So it's nice to be on it's nice to be open and stuff too.
2: Right. I think you guys are doing what a lot of our listeners have suggested us doing, which is going video format and showing toys and customs and reviewing them live and we just can't do it cuz we're each in a different state and we just record via a skype call so anyone who wants like a more of a video format i highly suggest checking out behind the counter it's a weekly show it's only 30 minutes long it's a lot of fun you can watch it from youtube or go to toygeeks.com and watch it from there and also this season they added two new players so they they've added jack of vinyl pulse which is a toy blog and sarah joe marks from dke toys so now it's a really well-rounded and knowledgeable whoresome of toys
0: yeah it's good these the four we recorded um I think we were all four. Maybe there's one because we did have a guest on one, and uh, with the guest, Jack sat out. Um, it's it, but it's the four of us now. So Sarah and Jack, uh, as well as Ben and I.
2: Now I would be pissed if I was if I was bearded Jack, the guy who kind of decided to take a break or a hiatus. I'd be pissed because one of my favorite artists, Ragnar, just did a poster for Behind the Counter, and he's not in it, but you're in it. And he's been there for a long time. I thought that was kind of funny.
0: Well, I mean, if they they made posters and they made posters and postcards without that, you, <laughs> without me in them. So I guess turn, and it, yeah, they made a trailer and posters and <laughs> postcards on an entire season two without me in it. So turnabout's <laughs> fair play, I guess.
2: <laughs> That's a cool poster. We got to do that for the show. Let's do uh, maybe not tenants, but maybe we can do uh, I don't know, like a faux movie poster marsham toy hour themed
0: are you gonna hire ragnar to do it too
2: i can't hire ragnar he's probably like a thousand dollars we,
0: we... got to get some sponsors and we can hire ragnar to do a poster <laughs> for toy Geek. yeah
2: it would be cool i would love to see like or marsham yeah i would love to see it you know but since we can hire him I, I might have to try my hand at it
0: i think you should do it i'd love to see that
2: yeah i have some ideas i just need to sketch out some thumbnails and uh run them by you guys
0: now here's the question is it going to be me or bearded jack
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be me teresa and carlos the, oh, and shit. Oh. <laughs> oh no i don't know where you are george I, <laughs> I don't know it could be i was thinking maybe like myself with george and you know, teresa you guys are kind of each on my shoulders that whole devil and angel in the ear sort of thing george being the devil of course or a whole alien invasion martian thing
1: Oh, like an alien space type deal that could, could be, be an fun. an alien space type you, thing. You gotta stick, you gotta stick Jess in there in a trash can.
4: Oh, uh,
2: of course.
0: She just said she wanted to be her face on on my t shirt.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, that could be. Yeah, we could maybe do that too. How about this? We have we can have George wearing a ball and chain, and we could put Jess's face on the ball. <laughs>
4: <laughs> why do you guys want to make me the worst things in all of these things? <laughs>
0: There's, uh, if you look closely at the Toy Geeks one, there is a there is a poster on the counter, and it's Kevin's face because I, <laughs> so Kevin's in there too.
2: I did see that. That was a nice touch. I liked it
0: with the rain cloud, the gloomy rain cloud over his head.
3: Maybe the yeah. Weird ball and chain or trash can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's been a while. i I'm, you know I've been on vacation. I just came back from vacation. I'm not fully. When I go on vacation, I tend to stay away from social media. I might peek in for five minutes here or there before bed or something like that. But I am I feel a little out of touch. I know there's been some leaks for San Diego Comic-Con coming up in a couple of weeks and some other things. But did you guys want to do leaks and sneak peeks? Or what do you feel like? Uh, it's
0: probably right. only Teresa that would have something. I I haven't looked at anything.
1: And it's funny because... You know, before you went on vacation, I was on vacation and I was really, I really kind of just totally disconnect and, and just focus on me and family. And so I've, I've kind of got back into it, but not a ton. So
2: you You drop off the grid when you go to vacation with your family. Usually I hear from you uh, several times a day, just either it's uh, something you sent me on Instagram or a, a chat. It's always about toys, but you went like ghost.
1: I know. Well, I just I put my phone down and I'm I just enjoy being on the beach and hanging out with my mom and detox, I guess. But I'm trying to think of anything I may have linked you. I do. I did see. You know, thinking of San Diego Comic Con coming up. So you know, it's very quiet in the designer toy scene as far as SDCC reveals go. Yeah. You know, I saw that. Chris and Amanda are going to have four of the new Thimblestone Polo Series 2 figures in an exclusive colorway they're calling Fruit Salad. Yep. And those look pretty cool. Um, so it looks like they're repeating what they did with Series 1 with the tropical colorways where they're going to have some convention event type exclusives. Um, then obviously they'll have other colorways as well. But another one that was pretty interesting, I think I shared with you, Gary, was the Luchu Possessed, the remake.
2: The Honey Bear colorway.
1: Yeah, that honey bear edition. That one was
2: really cool. You seen that, George? The honey bear Mootoo Possessed? I have not. I'll have to look it up. Let me shoot you the link.
1: Yeah, it's a a brown bear with like honey hands versus the white bear with blood hands, which I really, really like. And then the little devil guy is like a bee.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's like a bee controlling a honey bear. But it's cute. I mean, it's not. It completely changes the (laughs) toy from the first one seemed a little more on the evil side with like a devil controlling the bear and he had the blood on the hands. And this one seems a little more cute and innocent, like a bear with the honey on the hands and a a bee controlling him. I like the flip flop they did. I think it's cool.
3: It's really adorable.
2: So
1: I know that's going to be, I think it's going to be SDCC and they're also going to do an online release through monkey toys.
2: Monkey King toys.
1: I don't know if I'll buy it, but I like it a lot.
0: I do like seeing this bear in brown. I, I don't. Have we ever seen Luke's bear in brown color like this?
2: I uh, don't. I don't think so.
0: I really like the look
1: of him in brown. He looks cool.
2: I like it. It's a cool grizzly I like it figure.
1: Too. Do you all know if the bee is an accessory you can take on and off, or is it built into the figure?
0: Well, it comes off the like the little pole comes out of it, like the little plug. Like you could pop that plug out, but he's still going to have I'm that just... controller in his hand and everything. But like, it comes separate from the figure when you in the box.
1: Okay, I was curious because I like the bear, and I could see me wanting to take the bee guy off and just have the cute bear.
0: Yeah, I mean honey. he'll have a little slot in the top of his head, but I mean it still would look good on a shelf like that. I I'm the same. I kind of like that. I like that bear in that color.
1: It's cute. I like it a lot, and um, it's big, right? That's a that's like a ten inch figure or something like that. These are big uh... figures.
0: Yeah, I think the bear is probably like six or six or seven, probably. And then you add that guy sticking out the top, and it becomes like a ten-inch thing, you know.
2: Yeah. You know, off-topic. Before I get, I should probably mention we can record next week. But then two weeks after that, my wife is going to Italy for two weeks, so I'll be up to my ears and kids, so I won't be able to record from the seventeenth. Really, the second half of July. So we'll have two weeks off coming up pretty soon.
0: Nice. It actually works out well because I'm going to be going taking a trip to uh, New Jersey for those two weeks. So,
2: Real? okay, what are you going to Jersey for?
0: Uh, I have I've, uh, I'm going to go hang out with the Four Horsemen. We're going to we're calling it G-Con. G-Con. Uh, we're all we're all skipping Comic Con this year, and I'm just going to go hang out with them at their studio instead.
2: Nice, that sounds
1: awesome. Is it the first year you haven't gone in a long time, George?
0: Yeah, this is my first year since. Uh, this is 20, 20 years I've gone in a row. This, this would have been, is that right? Damn. Uh, 1998 to 2017. Yeah, it's 20 years. Wow. George. So, yeah, this is the first first year I'm done.
1: Wow. So, first you, Gary, now you, George. Everyone is just
2: dropped in. Yep, the exodus is happening. SDCEC is not. As far as designer toys goes, it's not what it used to be. I mean, a lot of the companies and artists do not attend that convention anymore. It's just become too expensive for, you know, to even vend there, plus the five, six nights of hotel rooms. And um, it's not just designer toys, though. I heard that Marvel backed out of doing any Hall H panels. Um, HBO is not having any Game of Thrones or Westworld presence. Even the offsite uh, nerd um, headquarters, Nord- Nerd HQ, they were a big like offsite event, but they're not even doing that this year. So I think a lot of companies might be realizing that they're not getting the bang for the buck out of San Diego Comic Con anymore.
0: Well, I think with Disney, Disney and Marvel, like they they have their own convention uh, called D twenty three. So that like why would you do why would you do any reveals at someone else's convention when you have your own? That you could just do all your reveals at. So it's like they, they don't need to go to San Diego anymore. They have their own convention that's just as big.
2: Exactly. That's and as far crazy. as Designer Toys goes, we had we now have Designer Con of five points. So there's really no reason to gear up for such an expensive convention that it's STCC anymore. And I've only seen a handful of releases coming out for San Diego Comic-Con. I'm sure there's going to be more in the next couple of weeks. But so far, it's all been pretty much licensed stuff through Super 7 and Kid Robot. And really, we've only seen three release announcements for Kid Robot at San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe there's more coming online, or maybe it's just three, but two of the three are licensed product with um, Sanrio, Hello Kitty, little keychain uh, plushes. little their little characters mashed up with hamburgers, so those are adorable. And the other one is a a licensed product with Bob's Burgers. It's going to be a vinyl toy. And then there's going to be a a 5-inch Dunny release there. It's called... God, I don't remember what it's called, but it's done by Jeremyville and Georgia grows chia hair, so it's like a chia pet dunny.
0: Oh no! Is it an actual dunny or a chia pet?
2: Uh, it's an it's actual fun. dunny that grows chia pet hair, like a like a like a hippie guy. So he's gonna grow an afro out of chia.
0: Is it a licensed thing?
2: Um, I no, I don't know, but in the tagline, they still use the chia, so maybe it is.
0: I wonder, because, oh, like, Super license. 7 did licensed Chia last year, didn't they?
2: Not last year, but they did. It was probably several years ago, but it was a Chia Pet uh, Masters of the Universe uh, Mossman figure. And that was really cool. That that worked perfect with Chia.
0: So, like, I wonder if it's a licensed Chia thing. That's crazy. But, I mean, that's kind of what Comic-Con is, and that's why, uh, guy like, independent guys don't really work there. Comic-Con is really for licensed, you know, pop culture stuff. That's, you know, that's the perfect place for Super 7 to release all this He-Man stuff and Universal Monsters and mm. things like that. Like, and the same thing with the Dunnies. Like, if you have licensed Dunnies or if you have licensed, you know, characters like that and places like guys like Funko to have those big licensed pop stuff. Like, that's what that's what Comic-Con is. It's a it's a pop culture convention. So it's like it makes perfect sense. And then, what you know, for me to be there doing this little like, oh, I made this creature. you know, Would you want to buy it for two dollars? Like. <laughs> no, like nobody gives a crap. Like it has nothing to do with like the people walking around. You're not even expecting the person behind the booth to even know what the things are. It's like, you're just expecting a bunch of workers that are selling stuff. Yep. So that's why it's, you know, that's why decon is for me just a better fit. It's just like everybody going knows that everybody behind the booth is the guy that made the thing. And you're there to talk to the artists and comic-con you go to you walk around to most booths and you try and talk to the person about it and they don't know anything about the stuff like they're just there to to sell you the thing
1: well yeah and with that in mind i mean you talking about it being all about licensed and stuff it makes sense then looking at the kid robot items that they're gonna have because it's all well the the dunny kind of but i mean it's hello kitty uh bob's burger and then there's this Chia, which is kind of a semi-licensed thing. If they did it that approach, but that's it. And I remember looking, I, I looked at this link. I was like, "That's it." <laughs>
2: like, it's like, not a lot of releases they- for, you know, right? they, they fly out a lot of employees and hotel stays and the booth. Like three releases just does not sound like nearly enough for them to recover their costs. I mean, well, I if think-
0: you think about it, though, like when they go when they go to Decon, that's when they'll bring artist stuff. Like, you're not going to bring, you know, I mean, they might still bring a Hello Kitty or something like that. But, you know, they know that when they go to decon, that's when they put out the artist dunnies and the artist things like that, because that's what that crowd is all about. Right. So it makes it makes total sense.
2: No, I totally agree with you on that part, George. I I, basically I was saying is if these are the only three new releases that are coming out at San Diego Comic-Con 4K Robot, it seems like I would have expected a lot more releases, being that they're kind of a, a larger company that brings a lot of employees and have to house the employees for five to six days. So they're going to have to sell a lot of product to make their money back. So I was kind of expecting more releases to help generate funds in that regard. But you know what? I'm, I'm sure they're going to be bringing all of their back stock and stuff, too. Oh
0: Yeah, I was going to say they're going to bring other things. That's I'm sure it's they'll have. They'll have Andy yeah. Warhol, Dunnies on the counter and, you know, all the regular stuff that they have as well. And anything else licensed, I'm sure they'll bring.
2: Right. Yeah, it just seems like in the past, it always seems like Kid Robot came with a bunch of exclusives and releases for the event. It just doesn't seem like – and maybe there's more coming down the pipeline. But right now, I'm not getting the feeling that they're really gearing up for San Diego Comic-Con. But I fully expect them to, to hit uh, Decon pretty hard, though.
1: Yeah. Either they're – wanting to move away from the idea of exclusives or they're just not seeing San Diego as a major priority or maybe they just don't have a lot of licensed stuff in the works that's ready to go i don't know but i was surprised that it was such a short list
2: it just seemed
0: small could they not have announced it all yet could there be more to come
2: i mean it's possible It's totally possible because the three that we mentioned, George, we found on the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive blog. So, you know, there's no saying that Kid Robot didn't, you know, divulge everything to San Diego Comic-Con and plan to release a few releases on their own social media. Time will tell.
1: We know news for events tends to come last minute. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's true. That's very true. Have you guys noticed all the food themed and food-related toys coming out recently? So we just mentioned the Sanrio Rio characters being mashed up with hamburgers from Kid Robot and several other artists and companies are also doing hamburger-themed toys. And last week we saw several fried chicken toys coming out from different companies and artists. And then uh, at D- DesignerCon, we uh, you know pointed out that we, that we saw several different Sushi Monster toys and a lot of different ice cream-related toys coming out. And the food theme is hot right now.
1: Yep. Science ca- Patrols is working on a Burger Cat Sofubi. Mm-hmm.
0: Fun fact, I sculpted that.
1: Oh, you did! Oh,
0: you did! <laughs> nice. <Thanks. laughs> You're just um,
1: behind everything, George.
0: I think no, not everything. I think that uh, food is something that's easily relatable to everyone, and it's kind of like a free license in a way. In in that way, where you can like, you get the automatic. Everybody knows what a burger is. Everybody's got an affinity for a burger, so why not? make a burger same thing with that sushi you have a built-in audience of guys like that love sushi or people that love sushi not just guys um (laughs) people that love sushi so they're gonna be like oh i want that sushi toy for my desk it's like a it's like a free license
2: totally agree totally agree
1: yeah i mean i i don't mind it at all because i love food themed toys i own a lot of them and i'm more
2: than happy to buy more so Food themed toys is the new skull. You I'm, think or the, well the, maybe the right. The
0: new now. You done, the new bunny, like everything like either animal, skull, or or food, you got, you know, you got your instant audience.
1: hmm Yeah. I was actually so we had shared that Scott Tollison when so he was doing a food theme food themed item for the fried chicken and he was showing a sketch and I thought that was actually his final sketch, but apparently he, it's like a work in progress and he posted a new one and I'm a little sad because I kind of liked the first one. Cause it looked more like a, a monster with a fun little grin and now he's gone and made it like an angry chicken and I want it to be a cute monster.
2: Well, come on. The first one was not a Teresa toy. You still wouldn't have bought the first rendition. <laughs> But it was pretty funny that we saw three fried chicken leg toys announced in one week. So we put it up on the Facebook group, like asking, you know, who wore it better or which one do you crave the most?
0: Well, it's funny. There were two Burger Cats announced pretty much at the same time, too, which was funny.
2: Yep. Oh, what's the other one?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what the company is that made it. Do you, do you know, Gary?
2: I don't remember, but I remember mentioning it previously. But yeah, there was two Burger Cats, like almost done at this exact same week.
0: Yeah, it's really funny, and I know for, I know for certain that that other Burger Cat was made a while ago. the the Nathan the Nathan one was sculpted a while ago, so it was not just like oh, we saw this other Burger Cat.
2: Right? Isn't that strange though? They happen in the same week. Like uh, if these things happen weeks or months apart, I'm sure people will be screaming plagiarism and artist theft and biting other artists. But that was mad. You know what, people? Coincidences do happen, especially with common objects like animals and food, and and just normal everyday things. Like there's a lot of borrowed inspirations and you know, it's just it's one of those things where if something's a one hundred percent blatant ripoff, you look at it the left, you look to the right, and yeah, you can't tell the difference, fuck it, yeah, call plagiarism call artist stuff, do whatever you want. But there is the potential for coincidences and two artists doing the same things at the same time. And we're seeing a lot of that recently. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. they're not
0: all stolen off of each other is what you're saying. It's just like, there's, yeah. there's only so many ideas out there and everybody's thinking of the same stuff. Cause we're all inspired by the same stuff, you know?
4: Yeah.
1: Yep. There's a watermelon little scoopy and I just did a watermelon bread cat. You know, it's like, it just is. a. am not ever going to look at those and be like, Oh, they did watermelon. You can't do watermelon. I mean, just, It's cute. It's fun. I liked
2: it. Yeah, and I would say that's a pretty mild or tame example of it being two very different toys. They're just having a sort of skinning of a a watermelon. But I'm thinking of something that's a little more closer to home, something that's a little more similar. Like uh, I would say recently the last couple of weeks we saw several, maybe three or four different versions of cat burgers out there also more recently we saw the bow dumpling character that Scott Talston designed for Pauber. what also just happens to be that anyone saw Incredibles 2 also got the pleasure of seeing that adorable little animated short at the beginning of that movie also about a little dumpling boy whose name also happened to be Bao. So two dumpling characters, you know, and in, in similar appearance there as well. So while some people might be quick to say it's um plagiarism or a ripoff or something like that, there's a lot of other people who just say, hey, no, it's just a coincidence. It's based on a, a general object. And as far as I'm sharing the same name, Bao, I mean, that's what it's called. It's a Bao steam pork bun thing. Yeah. And
3: I,
0: th- no. I think uh, Linda Panda just posted a new dumpling-ish creature to cre- uh, character as well.
1: Uh-oh. I gotta go look, Linda.
0: is he? He's a dumpling, though, right?
1: Uh, he's a, he's a oh panda dumpling. Oh my gosh! It's a panda dumpling. That's Team so Steam cute. Bun. <laughs> I well, I want this. that to exist. Someone, will you please sculpt that, George, and make that come to life somehow? <laughs> That's adorable. That
2: one's so on, cute. Just sculpt that up.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just do it, and it's got little heart.
2: Uh, pads oh, I, do. On I do like that though. That's adorable. Oh, and I don't I even—I don't even need the body part. If they just wanted to make the dumpling part, is is cute enough? <laughs>
1: oh, and it's based off of her son. That's so cute. Not sure what I'll create. Books, merchandise. I'm gonna—I'm gonna reply all the things.
2: <laughs> so, Fantastic. George, could you make a mold of a dumpling? A real dumpling?
0: Uh that would be tough. <laughs>
2: I I know when uh, we saw the chicken, the fried chicken legs, I was like, George, could you, know, these are probably going to be the same size as the toy. So could someone just go to KFC and just mold a a chicken leg that they got there? And you're like, well, they could, but it would probably look much better sculpted.
0: I I bet you there's a way that you could, you could uh, mold an actual dumpling. There'd be a way. So
1: How would, okay. If someone actually wanted to take a food item and make a mold of it, how would they do that? Would they have to like freeze the food or coat the food like
0: sorry there was a plane that went overhead and i could not hear a (laughs) word you said
1: (laughs) i said i said okay so someone if someone actually wanted to try to mold a food would they need to coat it or freeze it or prep it in some way before they just douse it in molding material
0: yeah there'd be there'd be ways to do it you'd have to coat it so that it was you know Because any of this stuff has like moisture in it, moisture can mess up the silicone that you're molding it with. And but yeah, there's there's ways to do it. You can crystal clear it or even do some kind of a a hardener on top of it that would that would make it a little more solid. But yeah, there's there's ways to mold it.
1: Because I mean, you could you would get like well, you have to make the mold and then you pour the resin because like you'd want to avoid pieces of food getting in your mold, right? (laughs) No, I mean, well, did you
0: ever see um. The the little figure I made called I called it Brocoddle. Uh It was like a little like spiky guy, little tiny like I don't know inch and a half inch tall spiky figure I made. I have not. Okay, Maybe. so expect expect a package in the mail. I'm gonna mail each of you <laughs> a couple of these guys and a couple colors. Right on. This figure I I actually made it by I got a a package for a minute there I subscribed to like one of those box, you know, box a month thing where they send you a box at your doorstep and it's, you know, a bunch of food and you're supposed to just like, you know, it's all just different fruits and vegetables kind of thing and you just, you know, instead of going to the grocery store you just get this box at your doorstep. So one of the boxes I got was this head of something, this food that I had never seen before and uh it was this geometric spiky broccoli stuff. Hmm. And I was fascinated by it. I was like, what is this food? Like it's insane looking so i immediately broke a chunk off and molded it and uh when i i cast it in wax and then i sculpted the like into into the side of it i basically sculpted half of a guy so half the character like the character's back is this piece of vegetable like it's like the you know the spikes that go down his back is this vegetable and then i just sculpted the little front of him huh. um so it's cool you know, the the figure itself is molded straight from a vegetable. And like, so when people see it, they're like, did you sculpt all that?" Like, I was just like, no way I would never sculpt that. Like it's, it's perfect geometric cones that are amazing that, you know, it's sculpted by nature. Like I couldn't, I, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, especially at that size. So, it, yeah, I mean, it it is possible to take food and mold it. And that mold worked. it would only like I was only able to get I think I cast my wax out of it. And I cast one resin out of it just to have a master. And then the mold stunk because like the food was <laughs> like stuck inside and rotting in oh, there. That's
2: disgusting. So, like,
0: you know, I threw that out immediately, but I had what I needed out of it. So it's it's definitely possible. And I've also there are these little weird Tree pods that are out here, and I've I've molded one of those before that I wanted to use for something. I just haven't used it for anything
1: yet. Cool. It makes me actually want there to be some kind of challenge, kind of like the blank contest, but a, a challenge or contest where people have to go out and create something utilizing a found object or food or something mm-hmm. as part of this. I think that could be really interesting. it's a fun. It could
2: be a fun challenge contest for us to do on the group or something.
1: Right. I don't know. It would just be cool to see someone think outside of the box and try to take something they find, mold it, and add to it. it could
2: be cool. No, that would be a fun challenge. And speaking of the Marsham Toy Hour Facebook group, plug, <laughs> uh, last week we were talking about on the show how we've been getting new members, but we have three simple questions for people to ask, but people wanting to join just aren't answering the questions. So I think it was just a couple nights ago, Teresa, you texted and said, hey, Gary, there's like eight new people wanting to, to join but haven't answered the questions. Oh, more than
1: that. Well, so we we tried to discuss it in the last time I was on that we really want to make sure that the people who join the group are listeners and active with the show. And so all we ask is when you come in and request to join the group, you just answer our quick questions. Not that hard, but we've got an influx of people requesting and no one answering the questions. And I'm like... Gary, should I slam down the band hammer? Am I going to just say no and mass decline? And it's like, that's what we decided we're going to do. So I'm just like going in and hitting decline all and all these poor people. So I'm sorry if you've tried to get in and I have declined you. Just go back in, re-request, answer our questions, and you'll be good. We'll let you in.
2: Yeah, no slack asses in our group. (laughs) Come on. It's it's three simple questions. We're just trying to prevent the bots from getting in. That's all. So, um, but George, I just saw that you sent a link for your brocada guy. It looks, looks pretty awesome. I like it.
1: Oh, wait, I want to go see. Where is it? In the Skype?
0: Yeah, in the Skype link.
2: Oh. I dig it. What is that, dude? That's neat. That's so cool. He's awesome. It's like your own kaiju, George.
4: Yeah, but it really. Tiny.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this purple and red one. Oh, that's a custom someone did.
0: Yeah, there's been a bunch of paint. You know, people have painted it, and then one dude got a tattoo of it. I think is the tattoo in that link uh, there. Oh,
2: there's, a, there's a tattoo. I don't see people it. are yeah, hard. This, oh yeah, it's oh, down. It it's I down a it. bit. That's a nice tattoo.
0: Yeah, I the tattoo is amazing.
2: Huh. Trying to
1: find. Is it deep in the link? No. Oh whoa.
2: I guess he just found it.
1: You know, I, I guess I'm just not the right too. person for tattoos. Tattoos, I know, are big in our scene, but do you have tattoos, George? I know yeah. you don't. Care.
2: Oh, yeah, he does.
0: Yep.
1: Are they to- are they all toy related?
0: I don't think, and I have one that's kind of toy related. I guess
2: your elbow joint.
0: Oh yeah, that's toy related. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one.
2: <laughs> Which one? His elbow joint. So he has a. It's a tattoo, so it looks like his arm is actually two parts of, like, an action figure.
0: It's an action figure articulation.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Now, here's a question. Do I have any tattoos? Heck no. <laughs> Do you think I'm too straight-laced oh, yeah. to have a tattoo, Teresa? I,
0: I was going to say, yeah. I could see you having, like, one that's, like, hidden, like, on your on your leg or something.
1: <laughs> I don't. You have a butt tattoo.
0: Well, because you were, like, a skater guy. Like, I could see you yeah. doing that.
2: No. <laughs> I love that you totally don't think I would ever have one Teresa so I don't know it's just one of those things that I just don't think I could ever commit to having one you know my, my tastes always change and I you know five years later I can see myself not liking the one I just got so I don't know I don't see myself ever getting one <laughs> So <no. laughs>
1: I am the same way in college I, I got I got close and Honestly, then... I can't
2: even see that let's all get drunk one night and go get Marsham tattoos
1: Oh, good God. My mother would kill me.
2: You're in your 30s now, Teresa. <laughs> Come on, do it.
1: Again, I don't know what – I'm not the kind of – like, if I ever did a tattoo, I'd want to make sure that I really, really liked it and would be okay with it. So I wouldn't want to go just get, like, a thing for the sake of getting one.
2: If you did get one, do you think it would be toy-related? Did you see yourself reaching out to one of your favorite artists, like Reiniac or someone, and getting permission and just I don't know. going that route? not
1: I have no idea. I mean, I could see getting a Bailey-related tattoo, maybe, a dog one. I could see getting a toy one. I could see getting, I don't know. I I like the idea of tattoos. I feel like I would enjoy having them, but again, kind of like you, I'd I'd worry about regret or changing my mind on it later, and I also don't know if I could deal with the permanency and the pain. (laughs) I worry about how painful they are. (laughs)
0: They're really not. They hurt George?
2: Well, it depends where it is, though, right, George? Yeah, there,
0: they, like, there's a, there's more sensitive areas, but what I basically what I whenever I try and tell people what they feel like, it's kind of like it, you have a razor blade, right? Yeah. Take a razor blade and turn it to the other side, so the side that's not sharp, but it has that like little bit of a corner to it, and just drag that corner. You don't have to press very hard, but just drag that corner over your skin just in a little patch, you know, like where the tattoo would go and then do that for like an hour <laughs> and just keep dragging that thing over that piece of skin for an hour. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like.
2: Okay. Sounds terrible. <laughs> now, I don't know too many people that actually have them, but the ones that I knew do know that have gotten tattoos, they had to go multiple trips for that same tattoo. So like just to make it more vibrant or something like that.
0: No, it depends. I mean, some some tattoos are in one sitting. And if the bigger tattoos, though, you're going to do an outline first, then you color it in. But, you don't. it doesn't always have to go that way. Most of my tattoos are one sitting tattoos.
2: Now, is it like a teeth cleaning? You know how you go to certain hygienists and you might get someone who's having a bad day and they're just like tearing the shit out of your gums or you get the like the nice gentle hygienist who like takes her time and does things gently. So are the different like tattoo artists, can they be more gentle to make it less painful to, for the person?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's definitely different art. Like each artist has their own, like a little bit of a style or technique. I'm sure some, the the thing is you can't, it's all, they all have to hit the same layer of skin. Like you, it's, so you can't like gently put it on the top. It has to go into a certain depth. So it's like, yeah. it's not like it's going to be any different in that, process but yeah i mean some people i'm sure some people can be more scary than others or why don't we get let's get a tattoo artist on <laughs> here and talk about tattoos someone's
2: like someone's completely yelling at me right now you idiot so yeah we should probably <laughs> it's it's part of our scene let's get someone on and we'll talk about it
0: we know enough yeah. guys that do this kind of stuff that that can i'm sure we have somebody in the in the audience that could talk tattoos
2: yeah, recently we actually had uh, Tomodachi Island on Emily. She was saying that for years she was shadowing and learning how to become a tattoo artist, and then she started doing it professionally on her own, and she realized it wasn't something that she was into, so she might be a good guest for something like that.
0: Oh, and you know, and uh, Holly, that you do Hello yeah. KV?
2: Yeah, Holly Stanway.
1: No, um, Holly Astral for Hey KV. It's Holly Yes. Ast- no, but it's also Holly Stanway.
0: Yes, I think you're both correct. That's her, Holly Astral is her Instagram name, I think.
1: I know her as Holly Astral. Does she have a
2: different name than her Instagram? <laughs> I know when she was doing Hey Kameys, it was Holly Stanway. Uh, but yeah, maybe for tattooing, she changed her name or she got married. That's crazy. Weird. Anyway, so we got to move on. Uh, let's mention, take a brief moment mention some of our sponsors. So for all your designer toys, needs, wants, and desires, be sure to visit 3dretro.com or 3dretro also has a beautiful brick-and-mortar location out there in Burbank-adjacent, California. And... Um, also, there's strangecattoys.com. If you go to strangecattoys.com, load up that cart and be sure to use our promo code Teresa at checkout and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that's Teresa all one word, S-O-T-H-E-R-E-S-A. And for all your daily designer toys news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and the toychroniclecom And uh, if you're an app person and you'd like to take an app on the go, be sure to download the Toy Chronicle app at any one of your favorite application stores. Um, earlier we were talking about SDCC and another company going out there is DKE, DKE Toys, which is Dove Keller Enterprises. And anyone who's been familiar with DKE Toys, they go like to go out to several conventions every year and they bring a lot of... Uh, I bootleg toys with them, you know, original hand painted and hand casted resin toys, probably kit bash from different action figures, and they always represent different political ideals or just uh, a mix and match of different characters. Like toys that you wouldn't find in the big box stores, but artists are really into it and they create what they would like to see in a backer, you know, out of an action figure and they come up with some really creative backer boards. So that's awesome that they'll be there. So uh, if you're into that sort of stuff, check it out. Uh, but I have a question for you guys. So on the other side, like this is a completely different type of bootleg. This is more of the, the, pirate, the pirated type that you're going to see people making mass productions of out of vinyl and stuff. And so recently we've been seeing artists like Kenny Wong and Cause and Lu Chu and some other popular artists, even the Android collectibles and and stuff have been pirated to the point of where they're just straight up bootlegs and trying to make reproductions of them in vinyl and in mass production form. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about like the real pirated mass produced bootlegs? I mean, the things that are ripping off artists and other companies and, and, and the things that are doing well. Are you guys okay with companies doing that or would you ever buy a bootleg? Um, I know a lot of people will say, hell no, I'll never buy one because it's not supporting the original artist and it's ripping it off from the artist and the company who's making it or, you know, I'm curious. What do you guys think?
0: Who wants to go first?
2: Uh,
1: I need a minute. So Bailey, um, George, Bailey instead will go me, first. instead of me throwing up, Bailey just threw up. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bailey hates bootlegs.
2: <laughs> it's cute how she's doing a throwing up for you. That's nice.
1: So yeah, so I don't even think we mentioned it. I'm not feeling that great, and I thought, oh gosh, I could get sick. And here Bailey just threw up all over my couch. So oh. give me a few minutes yep. to clean this up, please, if you all don't mind.
2: Okay, <laughs> hold please.
4: <laughs> wow. Oh, it
2: smells so bad. Uh, <laughs> so this, that's amazing. This bootleg question I had for you, George. What do you think? Buying a bootleg is that disrespecting the uh, original designer? Do you think?
0: Um, well, here's the thing. Like chances, if your thing is getting bootlegged, that means you're doing something right and probably selling a bunch of something. No one's bootlegging the thing that doesn't sell. Like there's nobody out there bootlegging my brocoddle. I I sell, I sell just enough of them. (laughs) They have the, they have the fans that want them. They are able to get them. And you know, that's all that's made. No one's going to bootleg that figure. So if chances are, if your if your thing is popular enough that China is, is noticing and bootlegging it, then you're probably already selling enough that you, at that point, should you even care? Like, does it, is it going to hurt your, like, is it going to hurt you at all? Like, probably not. Um, like is, is a bootleg cause going to hurt a cause sale? No. The people that want cause are still buying cause, but the people that can't get the cause, the real one they're now able to get something you know like so it kind of opens your audience up a bit like i think it's just going to build your audience I, I don't think Cause is losing an audience because there's a bootleg of his figure out there yeah i think he's gaining i think he's gaining fans he's gaining audience because those people now have piece in his collection and it's like well crap i have i have the fake one but man next time he gets next time he releases something i gotta try harder i want to i want the real one now so i think it's just going to help build your audience
1: okay but wait and I'm I'm cleaning slash talking at the same <laughs> time. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's my dilemma with it as a collector, though, George. Because I agree. But what I think gets tricky is when the fakes and the real start getting mixed together. And if I, as a collector, want to make sure I'm getting a legitimately made cause or instant toy or Sofubi or what have you piece. And there are fakes out there and they start getting mixed together and it's not clear i don't know i think it gets tricky because what if you go on ebay and you're trying to get a piece and you buy you spend 200 300 bucks on instinct toy and then you find out you bought a fake i mean i'd be pretty pissed
0: if you're buying it on ebay you're already not supporting the artist you're supporting some secondary flipper so at that point you deserve the
1: you deserve the fake no No, because there are some times, George, where we have no choice because things are sold only in an Asian convention or they only made 100 of them and it was lottery style or whatever. And I tried to enter the lottery and I couldn't get it. So, I mean, in some cases, we have no choice but to buy them on the secondary market.
0: So if it's so good that you can't tell if it's real or fake and you buy it and you have it on your shelf, does it matter?
2: (laughs) But see, it does. But how do you know? Okay, so I'm going to jump in here because I see both of your points totally. Like I would hate to go on a secondary market and pay astronomical prices for something and later learn it was a bootleg. Yeah, I would be pissed. But uh, on the side of that, I agree with George. Like I would – I don't own any bootlegs, but I think I probably would buy a bootleg at a much reduced price. As long as I knew it was a bootleg, and long as it was somewhat similar looking, I know there's a lot of bootlegs out there that are <laughs> kind of retarded looking, like that Molly one that someone bootlegged. I mean, it looked ridiculous. It was actually kind of funny looking. I might actually buy that one though because of that. But I, I'm the kind of collector that probably would buy a bootleg at a reduced price and less hassle to obtain the item. But I think a lot of people would frown upon me being that type of collector. Yeah.
4: The...
1: the difference though.
2: See?
1: it's it's different though because one you'd know it was a fake and it's just for your personal collection the pro the where I start to have more of a problem with it is when people are trying to fact Pass off fakes is real to flip and make money, which you wouldn't do. Like you say that hey. that's a
0: different. I think that that's a different category and a different topic because what he's talking about is the, buying the bootleg for the bootleg's sake. We're not talking about buying someone who's we're not talking about the thing that someone's trying to pass off as real. We're talking about trying to buy a bootleg. so let's take let's take your dilemma out of the equation, Teresa, because I think that let's talk about bootlegs as bootlegs instead of tr- someone trying to trick you.
1: Okay, so you're saying if I knew it was a bootleg?
0: Yes. Yeah, so they bootleg. It's a bootleg, and it's the bootleg on eBay as a bootleg, and and you're not you're not being tricked into buying it. It's there for you to buy if you want the bootleg version of the thing that you can't get.
1: Would I do it? You know, it, I think I'd still struggle with it, but if it was super cheap and well done, I could see me considering it maybe.
0: See now, I go the other still... way. I want it to be bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is something the-
2: to that. There <laughs> is something to that.
1: So you want it to be like a com- a really oddly misformed version of it? Because that's—is it just funny to you, or do you just <laughs> like to like? If it's
0: way funnier <laughs> if it's a terrible version of it. When it looks just as good as the real one, it's like, well, I might as well get a real one then. But if it looks like if it looks like janked out and like. <laughs> what is this thing like that's i'm more likely to buy that like i have a really great set of ninja turtles downstairs that i can't remember what they're even called it's like superhero tortoise or something like that but like i'll post a picture and you know we'll 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 share a picture of this when this comes out um because they're they're amazing and it was it's a total you know china knockoff bought in uh olivera street which is where all the like the they come from Mexico. All the all the Mexican bootlegs come right. in, um, and it's there's they're awesome, but they're awesome because they're terrible. Like you would never mistake them for a Playmates Ninja Turtle toy, and like that's the kind of stuff that's the bootleg I like. I like the ones that are like overly terrible. It's not hurting Playmates pocket. You know, no one's buying this thinking yeah. they're getting a real Ninja Turtle. Yeah,
4: no,
1: that's a good point. I mean, it's 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 hard for me to even. Think about it because I've never done it. I could theorize about what I would do, but considering how I buy stuff today, I think the likelihood of me buying anything bootleg is probably pretty low, but I do think it would be funny to find some goofy-looking things, (laughs) of things that I want, just to have them on display for the sake of it.
2: Yeah. You know what, George? If I did collect bootlegs, that might be the direction I'd go because the really goofy-looking ones are they're just more obviously bootlegs like versus the ones that are very similar looking and you almost can't tell that's that's just so more deceiving and i'd rather have something that where you look at it and you know it's a bootleg and you know you paid less for it but it's just so silly looking you had to have it and that way it's not hurting the original artist
0: they're really good when you can find them i would i one day hoped that i make a figure that someone has takes to china and knocks off Right. Like if someone's well, if someone's gonna spend that much money to knock it off I don't want someone to just make a resin anybody can bootleg anything in a resin. That's not that's that's not what I'm talking about I want to see like if you're gonna take something I made that you think is good enough to take to China and knock it off Or take to a Mexican factory and knock it off. Mm-hmm. That's awesome Like I hope to yeah. produce something that someone <laughs> wants to do with that no. one day
1: it's a great point. I always feel like, you know, you the the artist or production company knows they've made it when they start seeing fakes and bootlegs out there because I know I've seen them for Instinct Toy, I've seen stuff from Unbox. So, yeah, I mean maybe it's just a sign of fame. You're like, yeah, I'm good enough and cool enough that people are starting to try to create weird fake versions of my things to sell off and try to knock people off. So,
3: I
0: buy I buy bootleg Lego on eBay all the time. Because like Lego doesn't make Edward scissor hands, hmm. but China does.
2: <laughs> nah, that's a good point. I don't have any bootlegs in my collection. I might have to add one just to say I have one. George,
1: you're more you're more in the know than Gary and I. If we were to go start do you buy them off eBay typically? Like if I wanted to go so, so, actually try to find bootlegs,
2: what's the best way to do it? Alibaba. <laughs> Alibaba? Yeah. <laughs> that's not trustworthy at all though.
0: Yeah, but like you're spending so little, it's worth the risk.
2: Yeah, you know, and sometimes Teresa also like Instagram. You'll be scrolling, you'll see like a sponsored link for 50% off such and such. I even saw one for like get great discounts on Cos Toys. Those are always bootlegs too. Oh, there's ben, so many ben, of uh, those.
0: Yeah, uh, some somebody on Alibaba, I don't know, some factory somewhere took the uh, the moon, the Cos Moon Man from. Remember when he redesigned the MTV Moon Man for the mm-hmm. awards? Yep. Uh, You can get the cause moon man and you can get your very own MTV movie award. Sweet. Right right on Alibaba. And I think they're like 45 bucks. It's (laughs) like super cheap and they're awesome. Like Ben's got like, uh, well actually Ben's brother has two of them on his desk. They're awesome.
2: (laughs) You know, I think I've seen those and I didn't realize that they were bootleg because they are nice looking. They look good, but that's what I'm talking about. So if I ever owned a bootleg and I probably will one day, I've always wondered if I would be like collector shamed for having one.
0: Well, it's some of these things, like you can't buy the MTV Moonman. Like they don't. That's not even. That was never even a toy to buy. But some factory got a hold of one, and they were like, "Cause is big. And they made them."
1: <laughs> a whole world that I've just not even delved into. Because I know. I mean, I feel like even for cause, when I see people list stuff, sometimes they they know they've bought a fake, and they call like, right. They'll, like, know it's a fake and they'll try to restyle it because other people want the fake.
0: Yeah, and that's shitty. Like, that's, like, I'm not talking about that. Like, that's, those are assholes. Can we say that word on here?
4: Sure.
0: That's, <laughs> like, that's that's someone who's really being a dick. Like, if you know you have a fake and you're trying to pass it off as real, I'm not down with that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I'm more, I'm more liking the stuff that, like, it's bootleg for bootleg's sake. It's production. I, I And that's another thing is it has to be a production thing. Like, I like a production bootleg. I'm not talking about a resin casting. I'm not talking about, you know, somebody doing like taking a Star Wars figure and molding it. I'm talking about like production bootleg. There's even a guy, and he was at Decon, was it last year or the year before? um, And he was selling his bootlegs, like his, the, the way people are doing like Star Wars custom bootlegs. This guy's customs were production like he took a he took a star wars figure and sent it to a factory and made them that guy was ballsy like that's (laughs) like that's the guy's stuff to buy man because you're doing you're taking a real that's a real risk right there
1: I'm surprised they did that. They just took it and produced it. I wish even I knew asking. who
0: it was. Like there's somebody right now who's shouting out a name, but <laughs> I just I can't recall any like I'm suck at that stuff. I wish I knew who the guy's name was. I'll try and find out. Hopefully somebody'll know and they can put it in the comments on Instagram or something.
2: Okay. Now, Teresa, you mentioned that you saw some unboxed stuff being bootlegged. What stuff was that? Was it like the ice cream dinos?
1: So I know that the Elfies I have seen someone. Have you you know those squishies that are really popular right now? The toys that are right. like squishable, soft rise type things. So someone tried to make an Elfie squishy. I know I've seen that Rado Kim's box cat and bread cat. Same thing. People trying to make squishies and other items of her stuff. I don't think I've seen any bootleg dinos. Those are the two that come to pop in my mind, but I know for sure the Elfies, and I think they actually posted about it that Unbox shared it to their Instagram because it was pretty bad. <laughs> so I think it was kind of just like a oh ha ha like you know you've made it too when your products are being uh, created. Oh here it is congratulations you know you've made it when your toy designs are bootlegged. they posted it back in october 2017 I'll, gr- I'll grab that link gary so we can share it but it's oh here let me grab the link and i'll put it in the skype so y'all can see it
2: <laughs> this elfie one's a little weird looking
1: yeah i mean most of the bootleg type stuff it's a little laughable right like it's kind of an elfie but it's got a goofy little eye and you can kind of tell and it's yeah. squishy and all that
3: all but right.
1: I think the more frustrating things back to like as a collector if you're trying to buy secondhand or what have you for instinct toy in their mini erosion mollies those bootlegs and fakes were literally i mean they looked exactly the same minus the markings on their feet like the branding they do to stamp them that mm-hmm. was the only thing that looked different so th- that's where i start to get kind of eh, in Like I would be very frustrated if I thought I was buying something real and I found it was a fake and all that kind of stuff but this stuff, like this goofy Elfie is is kind of silly Uh, but I don't know I also know there's a lot of artists out there too that get really frustrated when they find out that not just toys but in general artists, people who make pins, prints, what have you get pissed because some shirt company out there started printing it or some Chinese company started doing that and I don't know I know a lot of people get upset when they see their property taken and they're trying to make money off of it so
0: yeah I mean if you're if a lot of that stuff like designs if they get stolen and put on that's a, that's a whole different thing like that's because it's so easy for someone to just snap a picture off the internet and start putting it on a t-shirt and like it's just like that that kind of stuff I don't like I don't like when because that person's probably not making anything off of it that's just someone like that image and they stole it um for some reason, that that is different to me. I don't know why. Right. Um,
2: now, isn't that weird how we have like these double standards? Because really, it's not different. Because whether it's bootleg or someone just tapping a picture of an Instagram and reusing it for a t-shirt, it's, it's really just piggybacking or stealing someone else's idea or IP.
1: Yeah, but it's just like, do you ever feel like, I guess since you like the bootlegs that are really funky, but. I don't know. I could see from an artist's perspective too, them being irked about the idea of there being bootlegs of their work that people are buying.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's definitely it's not your quality control. It's not your, you know, you don't have yeah. anything. It's it's not the it's not the way you want that thing to be out in the world, for sure.
1: And people are spending their money to buy this other thing instead of buying
2: your legitimate piece. Yeah. So have there been put like Dunnies? Yeah. It's they, they, been done. I don't know if
1: there's any fake production Dunnies, but I know I've seen fake DIY ones and well, I know some, there's people some, there's
0: Dunny on... on Alibaba right now. i no, just looked there? it up real quick. Yep. <laughs> there's a blank white one. There's a blank red one. There's uh. there's some Andy Warhol ones. There's some
1: interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some Dunny on there. So I don't, I don't know. If you buy one, what is it like? Like
2: oh, weird.
0: You could buy well, two thousand pieces for thirty-five cents each.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and I think it's I know some people have bought them because they're okay with it and they customize and sculpt on top of it, but it's like as a collector, would you ever be irked to find out that someone used a fake to customize? Like I don't know. It starts to get kinda Hey, here's This, a, here's this a,
0: factory even welcomes customized printing. So they have a blank dunny that you can customize and make your own version of.
2: <laughs> this factory made a four inch blank dunny and a 13 inch blank dunny. <laughs> they look terrible. It almost is like a cross between a, a key and a dunny. It's weird looking.
0: So, yeah, it's out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good to know. So we're at the hour mark. So we wrap. You know what? Don't let's, buy them. Let's don't buy them. So let's real quick, let's go ahead and take a question from a caller.
0: Oh, wow, yeah.
2: It's not um, that designer toy related. It's a little m- more mainstream related. But uh, So, George, I think it's probably going to be more of a question for you. But So here we go.
3: Hey, Marsham Toy Hour. It's Jeff Maxfield, and I got a question for you. So, uh, truth be told, the recent Thundercats Roar trailer came out a few weeks ago, and of course it had mixed reviews. Among them, though, one random YouTuber that I found said that this is just something for Funko Pops to make toys out of. So my question to you is, as the, uh, as in the dark ages of animation in the 80s happened where people were just making cartoons for toys do you think that this is the new answer to making to making toys for for existing licenses do you think people are now making cartoons and other videos and film and television stuff just for the end game of making funko pops or anything else. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Okay, so before, before we answer, just I want to make sure I understand what he's asking, or implying. Is he basically implying that back in the day cartoons and stuff were made to help promote a toy, and that he's now saying that a similar thing might be happening where people create a show just with the hope that a toy is made about it in some way.
0: Yeah, is that so right? That's right. That's what he's saying. Um that is 100% true. Um there back in the back in the 80s there was a whole big thing about advertising and toys and and things like that. So cartoons were made as toy advertisements basically <laughs> to sell to sell toys. Company co- toys were made. Cartoons were made by the toy company in order pr- to promote their toy. Um He-Man was a case in point, G.I. Joe, same thing they were basically half hour commercials for toys Mm -hmm. um, produced by the toy companies. Okay. Um, So do I think that that's still happening? Yes. I think that, I think that that happens with everything. I don't, I don't know that Funko pop specifically is the goal. I think that all merchandise licensing is, is the goal, not just Funko pop, but I think 100%. I mean, there's, there's no other reason to every like every single marvel movie when you know the same character is brought back in a second movie or a third movie or a fourth movie there's no other reason that they change their costume other than they need to resell that toy there's you're not going to buy thor from thor 3 if you've already got thor from thor 1 so they have to redesign his outfit and sell him again so yes that's that's what all of those are for i mean look at Playmates had a very successful uh, Nickelodeon or Nickelodeon had a very successful version of their Ninja Turtles on TV, uh, but they licensed the crap out of it to everyone. So what did they do? They canceled the show and they rebooted it and they redesigned everything and their ad. Hold on. I actually have the ad right here.
2: <laughs> I love that you have something just right on hand, George.
0: This is from the the cover of licensed global magazine. It has the picture of the new Ninja Turtles, Nickelodeon Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Underneath it says, Rising Worldwide 2018, New Turtles, New Opportunities. Hmm. So all they did, canceled their show. It was a hit show. It was doing very well. They canceled the show, redid all of the turtles with the sole purpose of New Turtles, New Opportunities, License Magazine. Um. So yeah, that's what all these companies do. They that's the whole reason that these companies make things is so that they can make products based on these things and and sell them. So yeah, I I, I think hundred percent.
2: I know I really never thought about them rebooting a show or doing costume changes just to sell toys, but now that you say it, George, it makes total sense. And I've also heard that in a lot in a lot of cases sometimes the the sales of the toy actually gross and profit more than the actual product itself. Like, I think I heard once that some, like there was like, maybe it was star Wars or something else, but the, the toy line actually does better than the actual film.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know current, bo- like with current box office numbers, I don't know if that's still true anymore. Um, but for sure, that was one of the things that Lucas, that was his, his big thing back when he, you know, when he first made that, film was he he retained all the licensing rights for for toys and things like that so he made a fortune because like no everyone was like yeah sure you can keep the licensing rights for your your star wars movie like nobody knew and all of a sudden when he's got this license now it's worth a fortune because he made all the money off of all that stuff right him and kenner of course but like there's no purpose to a movie other than to tie it into all of the other things as well like those aren't art. These aren't like these aren't independent movies being made for the sake of art. These are these are commercials basically f- to sell things. These are product machines. That's what all these companies are. That's what they all do.
1: But don't maybe I just maybe I just don't know. But I thought most of the time a thing would come out like a movie, and then toys are made after that thing, right?
0: if it's a if it's a new property that no one's ever heard of sometimes that's the way it will happen but chances are in for almost everything that's coming out before and, and you'll even see the toys will hit the market between a month like usually about a month before the property is even in the theater um that's the timeline where they try and get it out maybe sometimes like 6 to 8 weeks yeah, you want you need you want your product in the store before the movie comes out if you want to sell your product, because that's the time when people are seeing the commercials, they're getting ready, they're getting all hyped up for the movie. If the movie opens and it sucks and people hate it, and your toy hasn't hit yet, it's dead. Or if your toy, if your toy isn't in the store when people get out of that theater and they they can't go buy it and it, they have to wait a month, it's dead. Your toy. Yeah. Has- in the store before the movie. And so no, you're, you're working like you're you're people that work on toys like for for major companies. You're you're seeing all the stuff but while the movie's in production most of the time. Um and that's one of the things that that's why so many of the movie toys or movie tie-in toys have a tendency to be wrong. In things that they do, like sometimes the suit is different in a way, or sometimes you look at the the scene that they chosen to represent, and you're like, why would they pick that? It was in the movie for two seconds. Like, remember when that Moana came out and it was like all about that pig? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody loved the pig. The toy, the pig toy was everywhere, and then you see the movie, and he's in it literally for like three and a half seconds. Uh huh. It's <laughs> because they got all the. I'm sure that they had all these storyboard things with the pig in it. And everyone thought the pig was going to be this huge thing. He's such a cute little character. Let's put him in. Like, so all these people making these marketing decisions to make these toys, they just see these character lineups and they're like, oh, the pig's going to be huge. He's so cute. They don't know that he's not in the movie. So it's one of those things that that happens all the time. Like, there's so many many things that were just like, why would you have chosen to show this? Or, you know, there was a a thing that happened with um, The Hobbit, I think it was, with Lego. Where they put out these sets and I guess they had, because they had filmed a lot of like the, you know, the first and second part of the Hobbit or maybe even all three, they had outlined it and, and pitched it all at the same time. They knew what the movies were going to do. One of the sets came out before the correct movie. So there was a scene in the set that wasn't even in that movie at the time that it was coming <laughs> out. It was for the next movie. jeez so it's like, and it's like, it's nobody's fault. They don't know, you know, like they just get all these things and they get these assets from the movie or you get pictures that they, you know, and most of the time when you get these pictures, like I remember back when I was working on Lord of the Rings stuff, we would get all of this, you know, we would be trying, we're trying to make the best product we can, you know, we're trying to, we want to do the best thing for your movie as possible. And we would get this pictures from New Line and they'd, they'd have watermarks all over them, which is like the name of your company. So that you're not leaking these images and it's, they're, they're so heavy, so heavily watermarked that you couldn't even see the detail underneath. And it's like, what are we supposed to do here? Like we, we can't even <laughs> see the thing or it'd be so dark. Cause it's like this screen grab from someone's computer that was like, we can't even tell the detail of the thing we're trying to make. Like help us like we're trying to make this stuff. So your movie looks cool and you're sending us these things that we can't even reference. This reference is unreferable. (laughs) So it's like it was it's and it's frustrating sometimes when you're working on that real stuff like that, where it's just like, what are you supposed to do? But they, you know, they can't risk leaking these images. They can't risk this thing getting out into the public
4: right?
0: because you're seeing it literally a year in advance it's it's so far in advance that if this stuff gets out it it spoils everything
2: that's so crazy though it must be so frustrating as a designer when when instances like that happen and something does change but going back to the original question i'm not exactly sure why jeff um used uh, funko as like a reference point other than maybe just it's because funko has become like the go-to for pop culture and licensing and that sort of stuff so maybe that's why he used it as a reference point
0: Yeah, like, I don't think that that, like, I don't think they designed Thundercats going, these are going to make great Funko figures. I think that they designed these Thundercats thinking we need new Thundercats because the last one didn't work. So we need to keep this brand going and we need to be able to make new Thundercats. And then that in turn creates new toys and that in turn, yes, will probably be Funko Pops as well because that's a popular brand taking every license right now. But I don't think they're thinking, like, let's design these for Funko Pops.
2: Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah.
0: And I think we even talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Funko should be doing their own cartoon that looks like Funko pops and making product off of that. I mean, that's I think that's should be one of their end games is like, why not? They have this huge brand like they should be doing their own intellectual property and selling that. And then other people could even license it and turn it into other things.
2: Yeah, no, we did talk about that, and I think that's what they're doing with the Wetma Forest line. That's their own original IP. You know, they're they're doing toys and apparel and all sorts of stuff with that, but in addition, I think it was a couple of weeks ago I saw a little 3D animated short with that. In addition, I also think, I, I wouldn't be surprised, George, if we did start seeing like a pop-styled animated something on Netflix or in the movie theaters. just like very much like how Lego, you know, is taking a lot of licenses and licenses and making anime cartoons with it, I could totally see Funko having an animation division and making Funko styled animations just like Lego does. Nice. And speaking of Funko, one thing I've also noticed that they can do really quick is turn around a toy production very fast, unlike a lot of other toy companies. So let's say something happened on a sitcom or current events that week, they can have images of a 3D rendered of that new character or whatever happened on Game of Thrones that week and then have a, have it out as a pre-order or as a coming soon to the fan base. Very much like how South Park can do that with their, you know, with their, uh, their cartoons, you know, they're very in tune with current events and they can have that cartoon put out that very next week. And that's kind of what Funko's able to do is really get it out to the fan base super fast.
0: Yeah. I mean, the nice yeah. thing about them is they're still, and I say small company, they're definitely they're not small, but, as far as like from the from the guy who's in charge to the guy who's sculpting it's probably an office away you know like it's not it's not someone who's not involved the guy who's at the head is very involved in what's going on is it so it seems i don't know for certain of course um so it's it's probably a smaller chain of command to be able to get that approved and through yeah and and because of digital sculpting now and they have with pops it's like you basically have a blank template that's like half sculpted already you know you have a head shape and a body style all yeah. you have to do is put clothes and a, and features on it so it seems like you'd probably be able to get that done a lot quicker and, and turn around a lot a lot faster right it's it's a pretty it's probably a pretty easy approval process with what they do nowadays having worked with so many different people so like chances <laughs> are the license you're going after is gonna you've probably worked with that person already you know right. like yeah
2: You know, that makes total sense as to why they can turn around things so fast. But, you know, I also got back from visiting my brother, Greg. He works at Funko. I went out there and visited him for a week. And he loves his job, so he doesn't tell me really anything about what's going on at the company. You know, they need to keep things secret. They need to respect the the properties and all that. But every once in a while, he'll tell me, like, general sort of stuff, kind of what you're mentioning, George. He'll say, you know, Gary, when I'm working on something, it's weird because I know this movie is going to be coming out in a year. But, you know, I have to keep it all secretive and I might be working on a mystery minis line for this movie. And kind of what you're saying, George, is he's like, yeah, sometimes it's tough to get likenesses approved or they do make costume changes or change colors on you and stuff like that. So. So, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, there was there's been plenty of stuff that I've worked on that it's just like we've seen it. We see it so far in advance. Like I just I was just on a, a movie and one of the characters was or one of the actors was talking and they were approving their sculpt. They hadn't even started filming yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, we had you we were still designing we were still, you know, sculpting the suits. <laughs> but they were they were already approving their likeness for the figure.
1: That's crazy. To see. It I mean it's it makes sense because I know there's been times I've seen people comment on oh why did why is that blue instead of purple or why is his suit x color I mean I get it
2: yeah I don't think a lot of people realize all that goes into like designing for a license because there's just so many things you can and can't do and everything's so protected so not only you're trying to match the likeness but you're also you know sometimes given like what colors you can use and whatnot but also sometimes they have accessories that sometimes you also have to get um approved for you know a property too and sometimes you don't get that so like taking a musician might always use uh, a gibson guitar But maybe they don't have the license from gibson to use that type of guitar, you know
0: Yeah, I mean there were times when I think i've talked about this on the show in the past But I wanted to get a fight club license, you know when I was first starting out in October toys when we first started october toys and There was you couldn't there was a there was a clause against it uh, Brad pitt had a con- had in his contract that he didn't want toys made Mm-hmm um, I, Funko found a way around it, you know, when they were able to put out those reaction figures, I don't know how, um, but I, maybe because they didn't, maybe that's why the licenses, the, the license likenesses weren't great. Like maybe it was, that's how they got around the thing was like, it's not going to look like you hmm. kind of thing. Um, I think that, uh, it's a doc or Marty. One of them for back to the future has that in his contract too. It's a very, it's a likeness thing. Um. So there's, there's product out there. There was like an old, I think Ben's got it. It's like an old pinball, pinball machine or, or something like that. And the likeness for one of those two is so off <laughs> that you're just like, why is this so off? And it was, a, it was a likeness rights thing where they didn't have the right to that character. So they oh, had to change that. Jesus. Um, and that happens all the time too. So it's not even like, it wouldn't be the company's fault, but then everybody would just blame that company. Like, Oh, you messed up. It's terrible.
2: That has to be so frustrating as a designer of a product. When no one knows all the details and the backstory of the licensing hassles and what you're allowed to do. Maybe that person wanted to do everything all the negative comments are saying, but they just weren't allowed to. If I was a designer for like a Funko or Hasbro or Martell, anyone who's doing all these licensed products, I would probably never want to go online and read Instagram comments because people can be vicious in the comments.
0: Oh yeah. And I'm sure I'm like every, all these guys, all these artists working at these toy companies, like they want it to be the best it can be. Like nobody wants to put out garbage. Like you're trying your hardest. Like it's sometimes like there were, there was a figure. Um, I mean, this is so old now I, and I don't even work for that company anymore, but there was a, we did a, a Willy Wonka figure at one point I, I worked on. I was a project manager for, and, we had uh, we had to get likeness rights, obviously for Johnny Depp. Uh, it was for Johnny Depp Willy Wonka, and his sister was the license approval mm. person. And it we had so like, and we have a scan of him. Like this is his face. Like there's no this is him, you know. Like there's no way around it. Like it's a scan of your head, and getting that approval. Like we changed it so much, <laughs> and. It basically, like, it became, like, and it's weird because it in the end it was fine. It looked like Willy Wonka. It didn't look like Johnny Depp. And there's so much in that movie where you look at it and it's like he doesn't look like Johnny Depp really. Right. So, like, there's so much makeup on and so much lighting and there's so much that they do with that to change the shape of his face that in the end it was the right thing to do. But it's like this, th- like, why do we even have a scan? Like, this is not Johnny Depp at this point. Right, But that's what it took to get it approved, you know, and then there, there's a lot of that where there's times where it was like you have to sculpt like people don't like their nose. People don't like, you know, what their face looks like. So, like, we, you know, we're working with these scans of people and they're real people and they just don't want to approve it because it doesn't they don't like that part of them.
2: Makes sense.
0: So it it, it there's things like that. And then when the figure comes out, you get blamed like, oh, this doesn't look like so and so. It's like, yeah, but they didn't want it to like they didn't. <laughs>
2: And you can't say that. You can't. You can't go in the comments and say, That's, "Hey, I wasn't allowed." Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
2: That's so,
1: it's weird to me that someone wouldn't want a figure of them to look like them.
0: No, it's weird. They, nobody likes what they look like.
1: But if that, but you should want your toy to look like you. I, mean, I, I can't. They want it like, to
0: look better than them. Yeah. No they, one likes. Yeah. No one. Wa- no one likes what they look like. So like you're <laughs> gonna try and make it look better than you, but what you don't realize is it's now it doesn't look like you.
2: Yeah. They want the photoshopped cover. Where someone goes yeah. in and gives you perfect abs and gives you the perfect lighting, and that's what they want in a toy. They don't want the. They don't want. You don't
0: that. want that double chin. You don't <laughs> want that. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I get it. No, I get
1: yeah. that. It, it's. Just, I, there's also those. I mean, there's so many times I see toys. Like I remember the Emma Watson Beauty and the Beast toy that came out. And how bad. <laughs> Jeez. I feel- oh, that was God, the I one that everyone like- said looked
0: like Justin
4: Bieber, right?
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, it looked like Justin Bieber. It was so bad. And it's, I, I just, I don't know who was behind it. I'd love to know, like, how that came to be. But, I mean, there are, are obviously times where certain figures come out and you're like, what were they doing? Like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Oh, but. Hey, I don't know. Maybe she requested it.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the thing is you don't know. Like it could have been, and she, she, it could also be, she never even like, she probably wasn't the approval person. It could have went to somebody else who said, yes, this looks good or no change this to look like this. Or yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no telling what I'm sure that I'm, I don't know for certain, but I would almost guarantee it started from a scan.
4: Hmm.
0: Any of those dolls like that, most of the time these days start from a scan so somewhere somebody didn't want to approve the way it looked and it just kept getting tweaked and tweaked until it no longer looked like the person
2: wow all right good all right. discussion but uh let's start wrapping it up so uh let's just take a brief moment and let no people know where we can find us that's a terrible sentence uh so let's take a brief moment and let everyone know where they can find us George, you go first
0: I'm at Double G Toys on Instagram. That's enough. Teresa.
1: <laughs> I am TM Hop twenty four on Instagram. So come
2: find me. Say hi. Teresa, did you ever find a name for the uh for the listeners? Did you come up with one?
1: No, I did not. You know, so you you posted about it in our stomping ground while I was on vacation and then I caught back up. I was cracking up. That was a fun dread uh george i don't know if you saw it but one of the recommendations was hamsters and i'm kind of loving it
0: <laughs> how is it not just martians i don't get it
1: i know but i think people are just being goofy so what i was debating doing what do you all think i was debating putting it up for vote in the stomping ground creating a little poll we include stuff like martians include our favorites from the listeners suggestions and let people decide or we can just pick ourselves or we just won't name them
0: I mean, I'm down with hamsters now that I've heard it.
1: It's pretty funny. Then we could have little hamster T-shirts waving little Martian.
2: <laughs> All right, now <laughs> I hate it. Let's go, let's go back
0: to Martians.
2: <laughs> so I still like the idea of keeping our little ham Martian, but if people want hamsters, put it to a poll and we'll see what people say. So um, I'm Gary Ham. You will find me at Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to. But because we want to. So until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye.